Welcome, welcome to the first episode. I have been wanting to do this for so long. I have been thinking about it for years and I'm finally just biting the bullet, putting my skin in the game and doing it. (laughs) So welcome to Get Curious, your go-to podcast for embracing growth, igniting change and transforming your life. My name is Kate. I am your host. (laughs) A little bit more about me. Um, I'm 24. I'm a female working in construction. Um, I'm actually specifically a building inspector. So basically I go around making sure houses are built to code and sign them off. Bloody love my job and the industry. I love the construction industry. Um, Speaks to my masculine side quite a bit actually being quite structured and logical um but I've been feeling such a pull to dabble into my creative side again you know more of a free-flowing my feminine energy hence why I'm doing this podcast it's just such a pull to do it and thinking that this is just the right time to do it so (laughs) here I am welcome (laughs) so get curious um it came about because I have recently just been very curious in life and I came across just a quote, a little one-liner, you know, curiosity is the catalyst for change and it just clicked with me and I truly believe that, that everyone can be a little bit more curious in their everyday life, you know, to think, feel, do and be a better version of themselves. So yeah, with this podcast, I want to dabble deep into all things self-improvement, mindset and personal growth, offer valuable insights and experiences that I've been through to inspire you and hopefully provide some practical tools to help you thrive and better yourself. (laughs) I hope that this podcast and what I have to say in each episode, um, you know, expands your horizons. I really want to provoke thought, you know, challenge those limiting beliefs inside, um, ignite the curiosity for purpose in life and fulfillment. And I really, I truly hope this comes about. (laughs) And yeah, so that's just a little bit about the podcast and me. Um, Obviously, as episodes go on, you'll probably learn a lot more. And yeah, so let's get into the first episode, which I think this topic is quite fitting for me starting this. Um, So it's about understanding fear and, you know, embracing that curiosity within and taking those risks. So in this episode, I want to talk about the big fears, small fears, you know, and how they play in our life and understanding them a bit better. I just feel as though that like in today's world, it's very fearful and quite heavy, especially since that whole COVID period that we had and it hasn't really gone back and everyone's still living in fear. Like I went over to my parents the other weekend for dinner and the news, I haven't watched the news in years and it was just so overwhelming. It was quite a numb feeling I got just watching the negativity play out on a TV screen, talking about, you know, interest rates, inflation, you know, recession, cost of living. Like it's just, it's all just so much to be watching. And I hope that what I can chat about in this episode can help those navigate through these feelings of fears and heavy vibes in the world today, or even just in your everyday situation. Okay, so let's get into it. What is fear? The definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain, or harm. So essentially, that's the security part of your brain that is the good part. 
that is good fear that keeps you safe you know if a bus is coming at you it's going to give send fear at you and you're going to move out of the way like that's the fear we want the fear that we don't want and the one that I want to speak to today is the one that's created something that is conditioned within us through past experiences or has been provided to us from our family and friends that's the kind of fear the fear that holds you back the fear that keeps us small you know that we the fear that we sit in and we're paralyzed by in life we know that in life we either feel a positive or a negative emotion so fear is obviously the negative the positive is love or faith however you want to look at it and everything that stems underneath that I also want to just note that you cannot feel fear and you cannot feel love at the same time that's just not how our emotions work so the idea of today is to help understand fear and then hopefully help you to see that you can redirect it and feel and provide action of love. So this can stem to gratitude, appreciation, those sorts of things. So then you can learn to lead a happier life. Why some people might struggle with this is because it is so easy to think of a negative and start living in fear or safe air quotations <laughs> then using up more time energy and brain power to rethink and push through that negativity to a more positive loving thought feeling so someone who is extremely fearful and insecure they tend to be quite judgmental manipulative and have negative energy about them you know when you just come across those people and you're like oh negative vibes that's the sort of thing. And we've all come across those people and probably even been in this state ourselves. Um, so trust me, this will all make sense once we dive into the characteristics of someone living in fear. And hopefully after that, I can help elaborate and help work through these fears that come up in everyday life. Okay, so let's start with the characteristics. Number one is probably the most common characteristic. It's the fear of the unknown. So the fear of the unknown is what holds most people back. Um, it stems from the fear of comparison, the fear of failure, the fear of missing out, fear of making the wrong choice or decision in something. And that's what stops us from taking the leap of faith. So essentially, fear is a thought and feeling, and this is heavily linked to anxiety. It's the inability to accept what is. Something that doesn't feel right, you, you just sit in the state of being uneasy and uncomfortable and not knowing what's going to happen if you make a choice in life. So when I'm speaking to this, I'm not talking about those little indecisive choices that we make, like picking what to have for dinner off the menu or deciding what to wear every day. That's that there is not fear-based. I'm talking about the choices that we make in careers, you know, if you hate a job and choosing to leave it, that's a big decision that can be heavily fear-based. You know, you start to overthink your decision and you start, you start to get yourself in a state of fear and you backtrack so much and you just sink into this little hole and don't move. That is the fear I want to kind of unpack a bit more. So a little fun fact about decision making. The longer you take to make a decision on something, your emotions naturally start to develop to the thing and they get in the way. You need to start before you're ready or make the decision before these feelings start to overload you. You start taking that leap of faith, you know, toss a coin if you have to. So let's just run through an example here. So say you're doing a degree that you don't like and you hate doing it. If you just defer for six months or even 12 months just to figure out what you want to do, that 
is you taking a very short amount of time to figure out what you want to do in a very long amount of time. Don't sit in something because of the fear of, you know, letting people down for not finishing your degree or having people judge you for not having your life set up. That is just bullshit. We're not here for that. Like I took I think a whole year off when I went from degree to degree and I even switched unis in that process. You know, I was studying design and I moved to architecture. Then again, I moved to construction and that is so fine. You're allowed to take time off to figure your shit out. You know, you're working a job you hate. Life's too short to be miserable and sit in that miserable feeling and or because you're too scared to look out and get another job or start a side hustle that you've been wanting to always do. You know, moving state or country. Figure out what is holding you back. Sort out your situation, then make those moves. The longer you sit in the thought, the more fears that are going to build up, the more excuses that are going to come through. Because that fear of not knowing what's going to happen then generates fears within yourself, in your head, in your body. And that is what holds us back. And what happens is this leads you to not do the thing and not take the action. So you're virtually just going to be standing still in life while others move forward. You're just going to be left behind. You're going to feel stuck. You're going to feel like you're sometimes even going backwards because everyone else is moving forward. Make a decision. Commit to it. If you make a decision and you secretly want the other choice to happen, then fucking go for the other choice. We've all done that. We've all flipped a coin for something and we're like, oh, really disappointed with tails when we really wanted heads. There's nothing wrong with that. I know it's a lot easier said than done, but start small and work your way up to the larger choices that you're facing in life. If fear is holding you back from saying something, doing something, starting something, ask yourself, what is making you feel this way? What can you change to stop feeling like this? How can you look at the situation differently, except that we cannot control what will happen, but we have control of how we feel and how we let the situation makes us feel. Just remember that love and faith makes things possible, not easier. Okay, number two is the person that feels the need to criticize. You know, we've probably all come across one of these people. We've probably been one of these people. You know, some of us still might be this person. You know, the urge to criticize someone or something, you know, to pull someone down or bring someone down and make them feel bad or as low as what the criticizer is feeling. That's that's the criticizer. So, for example, they might critique someone's outfit, um, but they might not actually be jealous of what that person is wearing. It might stem from the fact that that person is being themselves. You know, they're living their life. They're expressing themselves. They're comfortable in their own skin. All of those sorts of things. And the criticizer cannot feel action at themselves. Because they cannot accept that thing, they then turn it and it feels threatening. And that is where the fear is coming from. And that's how they're criticizing to make people feel bad or low or unworthy they, they cannot sit with the feeling and be okay with not understanding it or not having the thing to the point it's actually affecting them. Okay, characteristic number three. This is the person that cannot celebrate someone else's wins or acknowledge an achievement of someone else's. You know, they find it very hard to celebrate someone's win. They feel doubt within like they've lost something. Um, sometimes even they're feeling below that person I think we've all kind of felt this before, or at least once in our life. 
for this person to achieve something then makes them a threat you know it's but it's all coming from a place of fear but this this one's an easy one to flip you know you can use it as motivation that this person can think oh they've done it what can I do to feel what they're feeling or how can I have a celebration of my own you can always choose to flip someone else's success and use it as a muse to create your own right no one wants to be that person that isn't happy for someone else's success and achievement or come across as fake you know with a fake celebration that's the worst when you're celebrating something and you know someone is just not happy for you and is faking the celebration for you like you just know that they're here for the free food Okay, moving on to characteristic number four. This is the person that needs everyone to agree with them. And this is not in context to a healthy debate or anything like that. This is the idea that that person needs everyone to agree with them, which I think is ridiculous. And it is a ridiculous way to live your life because we've all heard it before. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion, even values, morals, thoughts, feelings, actions, all the things. You know, there are so many people in this world and we are all different. When you can accept that you are not going to agree with everyone and everything in life, trust me, you are going to be happier in your own life. Like, for example religion and cultures there's so many in the world I accept everyone and everything I always have always will I'm happy to discuss everything you know I'm definitely the one to ask questions and be curious on how they do things or how they live their life you know get a new perspective on things even if I still don't agree with them that's okay. As long as you're learning from a situation, whether you come out in agreement or not, that is healthy. You can have a healthy debate about a topic. I always have healthy debates with my best friend. It's great. We both expand our minds. It's beautiful. So if you try and make people believe you, your ideas or make them do something, you know, that's controlling. It's not a healthy debate. That's when you need to stop, recognize that other people do not need to think the way you do or agree with what you're saying or doing, you know, you're allowed to agree to disagree and move on. Okay, so let's start to elaborate a little bit on these characteristics, hopefully provide some tools and insights and some of my own experiences to help you work through them or acknowledge them at least. How many times do you think, I wish I could do this or I wish I could do that and take absolutely no action at all? You know, we've all been there. Hell, I did it with this podcast for such a long time. When someone does the thing that you want to do and then you sit there and you start picking it apart, you know, you might even become a troll about it. They've gone and done the thing that you wanted to do. This entail doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just shows you that you didn't step up to the plate and have done it. And now this person has become a symbol, you know, a beacon to you because they did something that you just didn't do. Whether it's a random or someone you know, now you view them as a threat because now you're living in fear because you didn't do the thing. And now you are trying to cut them down and make this person feel quite low with what they're doing or because you couldn't do it. So when you catch yourself in these feelings and emotions and in this state, don't hate yourself. Don't be so harsh on yourself. You know, don't pull yourself down. Instead, pull yourself up on the bullshit and what you're thinking and victimizing yourself with 
the fact that they did it and you didn't. I actually found that when I wrote it down, it helped me acknowledge this behavior. And in turn, I used it as a motivation and drive to action the thing that I wanted to do. So that's what I suggest. Write it down, acknowledge this behavior. That's first step. Once you do that, that's when it reduces and that fear starts to just fizzle out because you recognize what you're doing. And then you start to rethink and go, right, that person's done it. I can fucking do it. Let's go. And you start getting that motivation and you start taking the steps you need to get that thing done. So that's that. Okay, so let's move on to attachment. When you are attached to something for no reason, it's essentially unconditional attachment, which is the fear of the unknown, you know, so not being able to move out of home because of the memories you have there. You are essentially creating something out of nothing and now you're carrying around this dead weight with you. It's the fear that you need these memories in your life, otherwise you'll be nothing without it. Um, This is you attaching your identity to something external of you. And what you need to understand is you are what you choose to believe in your mind and everything else is temporary. Everything else can change, come in and out of your life, move around. You can't be out here thinking that you are not completely yourself without something that is external of you, like these memories. Don't get me wrong. It is okay to campaign hard for something, you know, that you truly are passionate and believe in. But once you pin yourself to something external of you, you feel the need to compare yourself. You then feel less of a person because you're losing yourself within this thing that you're attaching yourself to. And you start degrading others to temporarily make you yourself feel better, essentially. So you need to recognize that things come and go in life and that nothing is permanent and that you are always going to be you no matter what. So take athletes, for example, they attach themselves to the sport. And then after they retire at a young age at that, (laughs) they then victimize themselves. And because they have no clue what they're going to do next, because they've just programmed themselves to identify themselves within the sport that they are playing, they didn't step out. You know, they didn't, they weren't the athletes that started the business that started doing something different to carry on in life afterwards this is them limiting themselves to one thing and now that it's all over they fall into a depression and victimize themselves mentally and a pity party you know boo me you know I was the greatest and they live in the past this is this is what I'm talking to the attachment to something you know you will be those athletes are beyond that sport but because they choose not to recognize that they are more and that they can do more and they have identified themselves to the sport, that is what they li- that's what they're living with. Like personally, don't get me wrong, I love my friends and family, but I'm not attached to them. They do not define who I am. I just love them freely. And the things that happen within these relationships with them, they don't actually affect me. If I do them a favor... That's me doing them a favor. They don't have to give me anything in return. It's it's a favor. <laughs> you know, that's essentially how I view it with my friends and family. With this, you learn to not expect things from anything or anyone. And you learn to live your life without these expectations. And it's just so freeing. You don't live in fear because once you start adding these expectations and attachments to things, that's when you start to overanalyze and start victimizing yourself and sitting in pity parties because of these attachments. That is essentially not how you should be living your life, period. Okay, so the next one is guilt. 
Do you ever use guilt as a currency? And I'm speaking to emotional blackmail. It is such a low vibe to be in, such low energy. Oh, if this is you, you need to acknowledge it fast and move on quickly because it is so toxic. You need to know that guilt kills relationships. It strains the fuck out of them. If you make someone feel guilty because they didn't follow through with something or do the thing, that is so toxic. If you're sitting there typing up a fucking guilty text message and we've all received them and we've probably all written them, you need to stop. That is not fair on the other person because you cannot recognize what is actually bugging you and you cannot express it. You need to sit in the feeling, figure out what the fuck is bothering you and deal with it. It is not fair for you to make someone else feel guilty and you handball your fucking emotions to someone else. That is so selfish. And if someone, if someone is doing this to you, you need to pull them up on it straight away because it's going to start affecting you and you're going to start building resentment for that person. So yeah, this one was just very short and sweet, straight to the point. All right. So the fourth one is safety fear. So this is your acute fear. This is the one I kind of spoke to in the intro. Um, it is our created, our learned fear. Created like how we were wired, you know, since we were born and how we were raised, you know, the information we were fed. You know, this is being conditioned or encouraged to think a certain way about something. So the more you question things, the less fearful you'll actually be about these things because you'll become more of an observer than feeling the attached bullshit that you've been fed. You know, everyone is brought up differently and in different ways, you know, some worse than others, but this can always be changed. When you have been influenced hard enough for long enough, your fears become instinct. You know, these patterns become harder to overcome and change your thought process. What you think is what you feel and that expands and creates your reality. So feeding into these fearful thoughts and all these negative conditionings that you've developed over your lifetime, they become reality. And that's where all of this just comes into play. If you think negative, you are going to feel the negative. If you think the positive, you are going to feel the positive, right? So these instinct and gut feelings that we all have, they are there to serve you. But if you have your brain wired to a negative thought pattern, that is not going to help you at all. This is where your instincts and gut feelings are just not going to serve you whatsoever. You've hardwired your instincts to be so protective. So you shut yourself down from anything and everything that you don't know, all these new experiences, all these new relationships. So you need to recognize that it is a learnt fear first, something that has been created. So for example, you're intimidated by someone in a social setting and you view this person as a threat, even though they're not threatening at all. They're just comfortable, they're confident in their own skin and this entail starts to make you feel so shit and worthless and you start dipping yourself down in your seat, you know, that kind of feeling. So what you need to do is pull yourself up on these bullshit thoughts and you need to live the situation, you need to own your feelings and you need to write it down. Once you write it down, this is going to logically overwrite the instincts that are making you feel this way. So in this situation, you have a choice to sit there and play the victim or go, fuck, I have some work to do to pick myself up. Then you start to think, what can I start doing? Where can I start to make the changes? You know, start empowering yourself and recognize that these are fear-based pathways in your life and choose to step up and make the changes. All right, so the last one is acknowledge it. Every time you have a behavior that might be fear-based, I suggest writing it down. And 
what happened in that situation to trigger it, you know, and start to sit and acknowledge it. That's all I want you to do just for a couple of weeks. It's going to then start opening up your eyes to how much you let fear run your life with the choices that you make and the things that you say and do. Here's something. Nothing is more important to humans than connection and feeling connected to people. The relationships we hold in our lives and how deep they are. That is what we crave as human beings. The only way that we can get these connections in life is through being vulnerable. Approaching something or someone with compassion from a state of vulnerability. You know, this openness, which are all symbols of love. If you approach things and people in your life with fear, you shut them out. You shut down new experiences. You shut down your potential to grow. True connection is from a place of love and vulnerability. If you recognize it, push past the fear and put yourself out there. You know, start making those choices faster and acknowledge your bullshit thoughts and these patterns that you've been conditioned in life and that you've developed and created yourself. There are going to be no what-ifs that are led with fear. All right, if you are going to start being the what-if person and live in the fear, there's going to be plenty of regrets. It's your choice. The more you write it down, the quicker you are going to intercept it and learn to overcome and push past these fears because you've literally written them down. They're in your brain and you're going to start to recognize these these thoughts, feelings, and patterns. This is essentially the power of acknowledgement. It is incredible and it is just a fucking snowball effect that follows it. Once you recognize your fear paths, you'll not want to make these choices again or even try to change someone else's opinion or make someone else feel guilty again. You will take these actions and choices to change and be better. You will start to overcome these fears and you will start leading a life from a place of love, not fear. Powerful shit. All right, so start to choose the love option, the faith option when you're thinking, feeling and actioning things. Start taking the leap of faith with the thing that you want to do and the desires that you have in life because trust me, you'll just be happier, you'll be successful and you will be a proud fucking human. This was such a good first episode. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you got some value from this episode. You know, there's so many more episodes to come. You should see my notes. So many ideas. Um, I'm thinking of Wednesdays are going to be the days to upload, you know, a bit of a hump day pep talk to get you through the rest of the week. That's the kind of vibe I'm going for. So if you liked this episode, please feel free to subscribe, comment, or even, you know, leave a five-star review. I mean, it's your choice. Um, I hope you have an amazing day or night wherever you are in the world, and I'll be back in your ears next week. See ya.